Real Presence Live. To be patient to share Christ, but to be urgent, you know, just take advantage of that opportunity, that open door, that little bit of trust. Local. When we're truly and fully alive and Catholic, we have hearts that are actually, it's desire the good of the civil order. Engaging. But I have to start the day off by saying, you know, Father God, I offer myself to you to do with me as you wish. Live. There is a human longing for beautiful things and traditions. And if these aren't found in the church, people will seek them elsewhere. Good morning. I'm Heather Caro. My name's Father Tim Smith. Thank you for joining us this fine morning. We are your hosts for today's Real Presence Live, broadcasting from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And what a glorious day it is here in the upper Midwest and great things that are happening here in our church locally as well as nationally as God continues to bless our holy people. Amen. Well, let's get the show started off the right way, Father, if you'll lead us in prayer. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we offer ourselves to you to build with us and do with us as you would will. Lord, strengthen us in virtue and in faith. Pour forth the gifts of the Holy Spirit upon your church so that we would proclaim your truth and lead all people know of their plan and your plan for our salvation. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. St. Maximilian Colby, patron saint of Catholic Radio. Pray for us. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for that wonderful prayer this morning. We've got a, a jam-packed morning, uh, lots to do on this morning's show, and, I, and I'm excited about all of it, really. <laughs> so let's go to Gregory, who's in the studio. He's our producer this morning. Thank you, Gregory, for being with us. Yeah, no problem. How are you guys all doing this morning? Good. How's it up in North Dakota? Um, cold, but I guess that's not, not surprising what? right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, tell us what's going on in the show. So coming up this morning, Lent is coming up. Can you believe it? Mm-hmm. Dr. Chris Bergwald of the Diocese of Sioux Falls will join us to talk about how you can journey well throughout the coming Lenten season. And you can call in or Facebook your questions and comments for Father Smith during our Straight Talk segment this morning from 9.30 to 10. And are you ready for a Fat Tuesday feast? The Old Gorman High School Capers are having a party, and you're invited. Tune in to get all the details. All this and more coming up this morning. Very good. Thanks, Gregory. No problem. And stay tuned for the top of the hour, because Gregory will be doing a weather report. Oh, that's excellent. More good news. Well, I'm a hearty uh, Midwesterner as well as most of our listeners, so we're ready for more ice fishing weather and uh, all the good things that come this time of year. You know, I always get a little bit of a chuckle out of uh, people that are surprised about the cold. Do you ever get a chuckle out of that where they're like, I can't believe it's still cold. When is spring coming? I'm like... It's only February, folks. <laughs> That's right. You just got to get ready because there's more coming. And it's a great opportunity that uh, ice and chill bless the Lord as we sing in one of our refrains often in the Liturgy of the Hours. Yeah. And so praise God for his great gift of creation. As we've been reading in the scriptures at Mass now for daily Mass, we're in the book of Genesis. And so we're mm-hmm. thinking about all of God's wonderful creation and how he created and formed and shaped the earth. And today we hear in the first reading about how God created man from the earth and breathed life into him. Mm -hmm. And what a great gift it is that we share in this gift of life right here today. Well, and I think it's quite poetic reading the readings, you know, that are going on because, you know, Valentine's Day is tomorrow. 
And so, you know, they're talking about the creation of woman and, and you know, it, it just is that set up by the church, do you think? Or Not is it all. just a coincidence? <laughs> I think these are all things that are providential. And so many times our daily scriptures that we have in our lectionary with the, you know, mm-hmm. every year we have the different liturgical cycles of the different cycle of readings. But so often that that's God's word. It's living and alive. And it, mm-hmm. it really, when we attend mass and we, we hear the word of God proclaimed, that these scriptures really resonate with our lives. And there's always more that's to reveal. And the living God is pointing out to us these mysteries of our faith and the mystery of what it means to be a human in relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And so I think, but it's great. They have food for yeah, thought. Yeah, I you, thought it was interesting when I was looking through the my Magnificat that those are the readings for this week. And that's awesome. <laughs> and you're, there you go. There's the fruit of Heather's Lexio right here on the airwaves. And of course, an encouragement for all of us. Just this morning, I was listening to Real Presence Live on my alarm clock, and Mother Angelica yeah. was talking about the, the men of Emmaus and how they, they encountered Jesus and the breaking of the bread, but mm-hmm. how the Lord opened the scriptures up to them before that, that first Eucharist that was celebrated with them at that time uh, with those men of Emmaus after the resurrection. And that beautiful imagery of how the word of God that really just opens us up and, and makes us come alive. And Mother Angelica, mm-hmm. in her wisdom and her tenacity, and, and also in her humor, was just <laughs> a, a great encouragement. So set your alarm clocks to Real Presence Radio. It's a great way to yeah. wake up in the morning and right away being nourished with these truths of our Catholic faith. I love it. That's a great advice. So we had a giveaway on Real Presence Live yesterday. And it was to um, the Abbey of the Hills. Awesome. And... The people that uh, won this giveaway, it's an overnight event at Abbey of the Hills this weekend. It's Vespers and Valentines um, at Abbey of the Hills and Marvin. But they are unable to go, so we're giving it away again today. Oh, the, how, <laughs> how do we go about giving it away? What's, what's Well, what the deal is, folks, the first people to call in, the first couple to call in will get this um, evening out at Abbey of the Hills, which is by Marvin, South Dakota, which is northern South Dakota. But our number is 877-795-0122. And let me explain a little bit about what's going on. Sunday, uh, February 17th, uh, celebrate Valentine's Day with reflection and prayer at the Abbey of the Hills. Couples may receive a blessing of their marriage, followed by a romantic candlelight dinner. So, Hundred dollars per couple with an overnight room. Dinners at six thirty. Prayers at six. Um, you get a choice of uh, delicious pasta or barbecue ribs. Um, it sounds like it's going to be a really interesting and beautiful way. So if you haven't found a Valentine for your Valentine, this is a perfect opportunity. Well, this is excellent, <laughs> and also uh, Abbey the Hills is centrally ro- located in our listening area. It really is. So, really, if you're in the you know Bismarck area, Fargo area, Central Sioux Falls, even New Ulm listening area, Southern Minnesota, you can easily reach Abbey of the Hills within a few hour drive. And so, right. it's a great getaway just to get far away enough from home, yeah. so you can have this time with your spouse and really just think about this gift of your marital love. Well, and I'm going to ask our producer Gregory and Brandon if it's really on February 17th. Is that is it a Sunday evening or is it the Saturday evening? We're going to see what they're going to say. But the number is 877-795-0122 to call in. The first caller will get this evening, 877-795-0122. And it is on Sunday, February 17th. I just wanted to be sure that that was correct, but it's a $100 uh, overnight 
at the Abbey of the Hills in Marvin, South Dakota. Well, it's a great place to pray. And, I know. I love it there. And I've had great, oppor- <laughs> great encounters with the Lord there, and I'm sure that a wonderful husband and wife will have an opportunity to grow in love right. with one another and with the Lord there this weekend. Yep, so. so first caller gets it, 877-795-0122. And just so you know, that's the same number they're going to call when they're going to call and try and stump Father Tim. Well, we're going to have real presence live, and we're going to have <laughs> this opportunity here with Straight Talk, and that starts at 930 this morning. Yeah. How do you like that segment? Oh, I like it. I like, as you know, I d- always there's dislike. hesitation there, Father. I, d- oh, I dislike <laughs> when you say stump the priest because, I know. as you know, that's what every catechist says whenever Father walks oh. into the classroom. Yeah. And, uh, but what I would would like is I want questions that are on your heart. What are right. things that are right. uh, things you want to grow in knowledge of your Catholic faith? Um, and if we can't find an answer for you today, we're going to help point you in the right direction. Yeah. Sometimes we do that here on Straight Talk. We might actually field your question to another day yeah. and, and get you a fuller response with any number of the great uh, priests and experts that we have here on Real Presence Radio. Well, and I think it's a great opportunity because, you know, no question is irrelevant because if you have that question, chances are pretty good somebody else has the same question. And it might be a little intimidating to call into EWTN, even though they're very kind over there. But, you know, this is your opportunity to talk to a local priest and call in and ask a question. It might be a very simple question. Yeah, and, and those are sometimes the ones that are the most thought-provoking. It, it really unfolds mm-hmm. the mysteries of faith. You know, before I became a priest, I was another listener of Catholic Radio. I called in Catholic Answers Live. I talked to uh, the apologists. I talked to Jimmy Aiken. I talked to uh, Tim Staples, you know, who are in our afternoon segment that you can listen to here on Catholic Radio for questions on apologetics and growing in deeper knowledge of the faith. And for me, I had been a catechumate and I was newly confirmed and I was really learning more about my Catholic faith. And so the programming that we have here on Real Presence Live is so beneficial. Uh, later on this after, this morning, we're going to have Dr. David Anders from Called Communion. <laughs> and again, another great, there's a great call-in segment with Dr. Anders and all the great work mm-hmm. that he does with ecumenism and explaining our Catholic faith to those who have other Christian backgrounds um, and, and the history, but also the doctrine and the teaching of the church. And so it's such a beautiful synthesis and we want to always make this opportunity to our listeners to continue to grow in the knowledge of the catholic faith so is it nerve-wracking as a priest to have somebody do you ever get stumped oh there's there's no possible way you can can contain all the fullness of truth in your mind and and so of course but that's why we have great resources that's why we have the catechism of the catholic church that's why we have the sacred scriptures we want to keep these things close to us Um, As Mother Angelica was saying in this morning's show at 5.30 in the morning here on Real Presence Radio, she said, sometimes just opening the scriptures or opening the catechism, we encounter the mysteries of truth. Hmm. And it's just something that draws our hearts to awe and wonder. And so even right now, as I'm journeying with members of that are going through the catechumate, people who are in RCIA, Mm -hmm. the right of Christian initiation for adults that are right here at my parish. It's a wonderful opportunity that my heart is on fire with love of God when I spend time with them on Wednesday night, so later tonight, and we we talk about the faith. We ask questions. We talk about 
what's the binding and loosing of sins and right. how does that work in the world today and what does mm-hmm. that look like as well as we prepare for sacraments you know first reconciliation for them many of whom who haven't had that opportunity to have their sins forgiven through the church's teaching office and authority throughout their whole lives and right. so it's a beautiful gift to have these times to ask questions and receive teaching yeah well, if you're interested in calling in, our segment starts at 9.30, so we've got a little bit of time First, 9.30 is our Straight Talk segment, and we're still giving away those tickets um, to the evening over at um, Abbey of the Hills, sorry, in Marvin, South Dakota, if you need to look it up. It's February 17th, but the first caller, 877-795-0122. So we are, let's see... Um, I was just taking a look at my notes here because they're writing notes to me. Oh, well, that's awesome. The, uh, I think uh, one of the things I just want to encourage all of us, the, the gospel acclamation for daily mass. If, you mm-hmm. haven't, if, you're, if you're on your way to daily mass maybe later today, I would encourage you to pay attention to that, that gospel acclamation. That's bef- between the alleluia mm-hmm. and, and the instruction. It comes from John chapter 17 today, and it says, I consecrate them in truth. It's from Jesus's priestly prayer. And what a gift that is that right here at Real Presence Radio, we're consecrated in truth. We want to always grow in knowledge of the truths of the faith. Mm -hmm. And that's what our intention is. And and it's such a blessing for us. And so uh, just here we are. You know, if it's true, it's Catholic. And that's what we want to keep seeking out in our prayer and in our relationship with others. Right. All right. Well, I think we're ready for our first guest. If if he's ready for us, we'll see. Good morning. Who Are you this? all tied what? up there, Dr. Bergwald? <laughs> good morning. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Heather. Good How morning. How are you? Doing well, you? Doing well. Good. Thank you for being a guest this morning. You are welcome. I have both of my co-hosts on this morning. That's yeah, but exciting. I'm the guest. He's in charge. Well, you're, you're in charge. Oh, He's am I? <laughs> the Lord's in charge. I just follow. Amen. <laughs> right. Amen. Well, this morning we have, uh, for those who don't know you, Dr. Bergwald, a quick introduction. Um, Chris Bergwald, my job is Director of Adult Discipleship and Evangelization. I'll say that again more slowly. I know. You've said I've that often. I've caffeine in this morning. <laughs> Adult Discipleship and Evangelization with the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Been in that role for 16 and a half-ish years. Oh, um, you're not that old, are you? 16? I'm <laughs> yeah. um, originally from central Minnesota. My wife's from Ohio. We have five kids. They're all born and raised in the Sioux Falls, South Dakota, or as the telemarketers say, Sioux Falls. That's right. Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. Happy to be here. Morning. Well, you have an event coming up, and so we wanted to talk about um, Lent. Yep. Which, can I, I mean, Lent. really? You know, Lent. Lent isn't his event, especially. It's the whole to repent. Universal Church's <laughs> event. But, but in so far as it's the Universal Church's, it is mine. That's right. And oh, yours, Father. That's oh. right. And all our listeners. Now we're splitting hairs. It's, it's all of ours. <laughs> throughout the no, other we're making Lent. distinctions. That's <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> a lot of times, you know, people aren't really looking forward to this time of year just because uh, it is just, a, is it are 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 not are not okay. Well, because it's it's a time of cha- <clears throat> it's a time to challenge yourself, and so maybe some people are coming into Lent with a little sure. trepidation. Yep. You know. Yep. And so, um, where do you fall in that situation? Where no, do you, I, what do you think of Lent? Uh, for well, personally, so, so I personally, I probably am a little too blasé about Lent myself. Blasé, mm. really? Blase, yeah. Um, but I, I try to take it seriously yeah. every year. But yeah. I don't know if I take it seriously enough. Hmm. Um, 
and I think I'm, I'm still trying to find a balance. I'm 45, and over the last 25-ish years since I've taken my faith seriously, I, I've yo-yoed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've taken it, in quote-unquote, way too seriously in, in, terms, in, in the sense of bitten off way more than I can chew. So I crash and burn with my Lenten resolutions by, mm. you know... The, the, a week after Ash Wednesday. <laughs> Secondly, on the other hand, then, I'll, well, I don't want it to... So then I do nothing. So I'm still trying to find the balance, I think. And right now, I'm a bit more on the lack of days. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a slob about Lent. Right. But if I'm anywhere, if I'm not in the center, I'm a little bit towards that. Because my because my natural tendency is to take take off take on more than I can mm. so I'm, I'm still counterbalancing that a little bit well and I think what is also difficult is you for me anyway I can remember good lengths like I can remember ones that I really grew and I it was just a very powerful lent and so then I'm constantly chasing that past lent you know what I mean yep. well you know and again staying in the present moment <coughs> is so helpful for all of us Amen. you know even when we when we start ash wednesday is not to think way ahead well what's it going to be like next week or how mm. am i going to keep um yep. this resolution that i took in a particular fast or a particular work of charity that i said i was going to make a commitment to rather just stay in the present moment mm-hmm. that's where christ wants to reveal his love for us and that's where it'll be an opportunity for us to grow in deeper relationship with him rather than Oh, here I come, you know, sackcloth <laughs> yeah. and ashes. It's going to be miserable for the next 40 Bread days. Bread and water. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, you know, for me, um, probably the key to a good Lent is preparing for it. Oh. By, like, so this is just a reminder for me now. Because in my head, I'm like, you guys, why are we talking about Lent already? It's like three weeks away or something. Yeah. It, from today, is it three weeks from today or four? Uh, three. Three. Three from today. Um, so it, it, three weeks from today is Ash Wednesday. This is the time for me and I, I think maybe all of mm-hmm. us who, who practice Lent to start discerning, not, not just thinking about, but I think discerning, asking the Lord, what are your Lenten resolutions going? I need to do that. This is just a good cover because at first I'm like, uh, uh, but yeah, I, we need to start because for me, what inevitably happens is I get to Mardi Gras and, oh no, tomorrow's Ash Wednesday. What am I doing this year? Yeah. So to pray about it, to discern it now. So it can be something, again, where you're, where you're living in the center of not too much penance, not too little, but just right. <laughs> so you're going to give us that recipe next, aren't you? Sure. <laughs> so what is the church's goal behind having Lent? What does the church want us to get out of Lent? Yeah, so Lent, um, a, a little bit, well, more so even than Advent. They're both penitential seasons to prepare for the great feasts of Christmas before for Advent, mm-hmm. but in Lent, of course, for Easter. Um, so the, the church uh, always wants us to prepare, especially sp- mo- most particularly spiritually, to celebrate these great feasts. And particularly with Lent, what that means is going with our Lord into the desert. Mm-hmm. Um stripping ourselves to some degree of material comfort so that we can draw closer to our Lord. The, the, the challenge for us as fallen men and women is we get distracted by the good things 
of the good life that we live. We're as Americans, the vast ma- not all of us, mm-hmm. but the vast majority of us have way more than we need. Yeah, first world problems. Totally, mm-hmm. first world problems. Yeah. So, so the purpose of Lent for us, at least, I think, is to mortify ourselves. To remind ourselves of what is most important. What is the first thing? What ought to have the priority in my life? And that is my relationship with God and my relationship with my neighbor. Hmm. Well, in talking about a good balance with Lent, um, I remember Father Paul Rutten had said once that Lent needs to challenge you just enough that you can't do it on your own. Amen. Amen. And frankly, that's probably also my my downfall is I'm going to do this for Lent. I, 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 which that's egotism. Yeah, that's that's no, I, I, yeah, I love that from Father Paul. Yeah, and that's why prayer, prayer, fasting, almsgiving, <laughs> we want to really lean most first of all on that that relationship with God in Amen. prayer. And so, mm-hmm. what are some things that you think about? You know, oftentimes we think about the fasting, the mortifications, but what about the yeah. prayer? How does that? Uh, for me, well, per- before you get too far in, define mortifications. Well, you know, uh, we think about. You know, fasting or going without or depriving ourselves of certain goods or pleasures. Okay. The great thing about the Catholic life, too, is we don't, we're not Puritans. We recognize the goods that God has given us in creation as well as the goods that bring pleasure. And so on feast days, we celebrate. We have okay. Mardi Gras, which we're going to talk about here later in the show, about having the celebration, jubilation, and all the goods that come with that, the m- goods of, of the you know, delicious food and drink. Mm-hmm. Mortifications would be, you know, depriving ourselves of those particular pleasures to really heighten our senses and our awareness that they come from God and we shouldn't be living our lives solely for those goods and pleasures, but right. really out of our, re- how they pr- bring us into relationship with God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So my prayer, what I try to do, some first of all, to do, try to be more intentional about spiritual reading. So I'll take my prayer life seriously as is. Mm. Um, so be um, resolute in my normal daily prayer routine, particularly during Lent. Um, but then some spiritual reading. Uh, and then try, like some, t- some years I'll do, I'll make a point to do stations every Friday, stations mm-hmm. of the cross, or do some other extra devotional that's particularly suited to the season of Lent. So stations are an easy example. Sorrowful Mysteries of the Rosary. Sometimes I've done that, like, uh, done that every day for Lent. Some some form of prayer that's um, again more focused on the spirit of Lent. You know, for me, <clears throat> Divine Mercy Chaplet is oh, something yeah. that yeah. Mm. isn't. I pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet throughout the year at different times, but particular <coughs> at different times, I've taken that on as a Lenten discipline that I can pray at you know five to seven minutes in my daily prayer regimen and it it also i'm thinking about the sorrowful passion of jesus for the sake of his sorrowful passion Mm -hmm. and also the mercy that comes from jesus as we enter into this time of year too and so that's an example of i see in my life i can pepper that in my prayer life Mm -hmm. exactly well if you're just tuning in this is real presence live i'm heather carroll and i'm joined by father tim smith this morning and our guest this morning is dr chris bergwald and we're just talking about lent folks Lent is just three weeks around the corner, so we're talking about Lent, and we wanted to um, kind of talk about an event that you have going on, Dr. Bergwald, also. Lent event. Yes, it's a Lent event. <laughs> Lent event. Is that yes. what it's called? No, it's not called <laughs> But it is, a, it is a Lent event because it's an event in Lent. That's it right. is. <laughs> Lent Let's become event. a Dr. Seuss book real quick. <laughs> so I'm here to help. Okay. I'm here to help. So tell us what's going on. So, um, one... 
I'll talk about the, what the event is and then the why. The event okay. is a Words of Wisdom retreat. Um, this year it's <coughs> going to be held at Broomtree on Saturday, March 30th um, from about 9 to 4, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Um, and we're, w- what we're inviting people to do is pick up a copy of Peter Kreef's book, The Journey, which is a short book and it's, it's a story. It's a kind of a fable. Um, just going through some of the different um, views of understandings of life, philosophy of life, but don't get, don't, don't freak out at the word philosophy there. Just understanding of different ways to live life, um, culminating with the reality that Jesus Christ is the way to live life. So it's a really easy book to read. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm inviting people to get a, buy a copy of it yourself at your uh, favorite Catholic bookstore or Mustard whatever bookstore. Mustard Cedar Hurley's. Exactly. Um, <laughs> or wherever you are in the listening area. Uh, and then uh, come down, register. You go to sfcatholic.org slash, wait for it. Wow. Wow. Words of wisdom. Oh, oh Catholic wow. Exactly. That's better than Lent events. Yeah, right? <laughs> SFCatholic.org slash wow, and you can register there just so we have numbers, and then they're just 10 bucks for lunches. There's no other cost okay. besides lunch. Um, but it, we're going to go to a retreat center like Broomtree and others when we do this in the future um, in the diocese as well. But uh, this year it's Broomtree, uh, not only to, to learn more about the book, to discuss the book, but then to take that to prayer mm-hmm. uh, at a retreat center to really the the books that this is not just a one-time thing this is going to be an ongoing thing the books for words of wisdom retreat are really meant to change your life because the truths of our faith are meant to change our lives. So by having at a retreat center and giving you time for personal prayer and discussion, as well as presentation, the idea is that you can really own this book, that you can really assimilate it hmm. and make it your own so that you don't just, you're not just smarter and you don't just know more, mm-hmm. but so that you live differently, so that you're transformed by these truths, hmm. which ultimately come from God himself. So how did you choose this book? Um, because I, I <coughs> Dr. Peter Kraft, he's a philosopher, but uh, he's great at writing books that are that are fables, that are dialogues between different characters. So it's an easy read, but but it's if um, see, and I've heard that Kraft is a little. Uh He's very intelligent, and so it's not too over-the-top. It's not too intellectual. Right. So, so my goal, and this just came up in another context uh, just in a, in a presentation last night. My goal is to aim for your forehead. Okay. Heather's like, what are you talking about? Um, right. I want to push you a little bit, so you have to maybe stand on your tiptoes a little bit okay. to get it. But I don't want to go way over your head. Okay. So to be challenged a little bit, so you have to kind of sit up or stand up straight to, to, under, to see. Yeah. Uh, but not so much like, well, I'm not going to get this at all. Right. The book is very easy to understand. Please do not be at all scared of this book. Okay. And that's a great encouragement, you know, as members of the church that we want to, like, be challenged intellectually, but at mm-hmm. the same time uh, to know that there are words of wisdom. There are great writers, contemporary writers like Dr. Live, engaging, and local. That's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday on Real Presence Live, 
It's Straight Talk from 9.30 to 10 a.m. Central. You're addressing critical Catholic issues in a fun way. Straight Talk is your opportunity to share questions and comments on topics relating to the faith or on things happening in the world around us with our local hosts and priests. My question is... I have some questions about the bishop. Very good questions. Thanks for the guidance. Straight Talk, 9.30 to 10 Central, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday mornings on Real Presence Live. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest additions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. Hi everyone, Steve Sponskowski here, Executive Director for the RPR Network, inviting you on the Real Presence Radio Northern California Mission Pilgrimage, April 4th through 9th, 2019. We will visit some of the missions of St. Junipero Serra, the wine country of the Sonoma Valley, and sites of San Francisco. We'll be staying at a beautiful retreat center with easy day trips to the sites. Cost based on double occupancy is $1,936, or if you want to get your own flight, it's $1,358. For more information, please call 877 Programming on Real Presence Radio was brought to you in part by Bishop Ryan Catholic School in Minot. Every parent wants the best for their children, and as Catholics, we understand that this means doing everything we can to help our children know, love, and serve God with their lives. Education should be about more than finding a career. It should help one find their vocation. While focusing on math, science, language arts, and social studies, a complete education needs to include the truths of the faith as well. Education should guide children down the right path, providing them the grace of the sacraments and surrounding them in a culture that values virtue. I'm Father Jaden Nelson, president of Bishop Ryan Catholic School, and we provide an education in which our children are taught to have inspired minds, faithful hearts, and lives of virtue. Like you, we want the best for your children. For more information about the beautiful things happening here at Bishop Ryan, visit bishopryan.com. Don't pass up your opportunity to be a part of the Bishop Ryan family. This year, your officials are making big decisions that will shape the future of life and dignity in Minnesota. Together, we can make sure Catholic voices count at the Capitol. This is Rachel Herbeck of the Minnesota Catholic Conference. On February 19th, join Minnesota Catholics at the Capitol in St. Paul. Register today for this amazing day of prayer, inspiration, education, and advocacy to hear from speakers including Jim Caviezel from The Passion of the Christ. Get tickets and busing details at catholicsatthecapitol.org. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. It's going to be amazing. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning. I am Heather Carroll. And Father Tim Smith is here with us. Hello, Father. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm looking up information on Catholics at the Capitol. So he liked that commercial. Put the device down and step away quickly. <laughs> While we were uh, finishing up with Dr. Chris Bergwald, you're going to stick with us through Straight Talk. But you were talking about a great event going on at Broomtree. If you could give us those yep. details so, again. Uh, Saturday, March 30th, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. You can spend the night if you want. You'd arrange that through Broomtree uh, the night before or the night after, frankly. Um, but if you could register, please go to sfcatholic.org slash wow, sfcatholic.org slash W-O-W. You can find more details and register online there. All right. Well, it is time for Straight Talk. It is 930 in the morning. And um, so if you are 
just itching to ask a oh. yeah. there it is there it is first call <laughs> it's time for straight talk folks it is time to call in with your questions that you might have about the catholic faith or any current events that are going on we'll be uh willing to try and <coughs> tackle them for you this morning the number is 877-795-0122 again the number is 877 877- Seven nine five zero one two two, or you can submit a question on Facebook also. And we have Dr. Chris Bergwald with us and Father Tim Smith here to try and answer your questions that you might have try. for us. Well, I'm try. Try. Nice. Father's going to be able to answer the question. <laughs> it's like Yoda. Don't try. There is do. no try. There is do. only do. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you can call in with any question. Eight seven seven. Seven nine five zero one two two. Did you hear what I just said? I did hear what you just said, and that that perked you up. Didn't I did. It? <laughs> well, you know, I was thinking about Catholics at the Capitol, which is happening in Minnesota for our listeners there mm-hmm. on February nineteenth, and of course, it's put on by the Minnesota Catholic Conference, and I've attended that event. Of course, this year they've uh, been advertising it, but it's one of the things I've been preaching about here in our area as well lately mm-hmm. is about our participation in the public square as Catholics, and of course, that's a beautiful event that they're doing at the Minnesota State Capitol to especially give voice to a lot of the concerns that we have in our faith uh, today, most especially uh, the dignity of the human person. Mm -hmm. Um, There's issues right now that are really prevailing in the culture, in vitro fertilization, surrogacy, the threat to motherhood, uh, the threat to the dignity of the human person. And as Catholics, politicians respond to their constituents. And so Mm -hmm. when we make ourselves... What is that? Well, it's, it's an opportunity for the different people to gather together um, from different uh, parishes around the state of Minnesota. And so Dr. Okay. Jason Atkins, who I believe is still the head of the Minnesota State <coughs> Catholic Conference, uh, the director of it, he's brought together along with the support from the bishops. Um, they'll give conversations about issues and teachings of the faith. Um, they'll be especially talking about particular legislation that's in the state uh, legislature, which affects Catholics at their local parish level. And it's that that's really an opportunity for them to give voice and actually go and visit the offices of their local state legislature and actually make a connection, introduce themselves, say, I'm a member of St. Michael Parish in St. Michael, Minnesota. Mm. Um, this issue, this legislation that's proposed in our state capital has a direct impact on me and my family, how we do our Catholic education as a family. Mm -hmm. And we would like you to give us support for school vouchers or things like that so that this can help our family and and also give a testimony to the dignity of human life, pro-life issues, and any number of things that we need to make a voice available to in our Catholic family. We should start that here in South Dakota. Well, here in South Dakota, (laughs) uh, uh, Mr. Christopher Moltz, Uh who is the head of our state Catholic conference, and I know North Dakota also has a state Catholic conference. Mm -hmm. And of course, they're working right now in peer in our legislature. And of course, there are different groups and different members of the faithful that are gathering right now in peer as different uh, bills and legislation goes to committee. And so this is real work that's happening right now. And so in your daily prayers for our listeners and your rosary, 
pray. Pray for our, our legislatures. Pray for those who are advocates for our Catholic faith, that the truth would be revealed and that we can live our faith. Amen. Well, you're listening to Straight Talk. It's a segment where you can call in with any questions you might have about the Catholic faith. Our number is 877 795 Again, the number is 877 Or you can submit any questions you might have for Father Tim Smith or Dr. Chris Bergwald on Facebook also. So talking about legislature and a lot of uh, things that are going on, I would encourage people to look up your local um, Catholic uh, diocesan website because a lot of times you can get alerts. If you go to your website and find where your uh, Chris Motes exists, Mm -hmm. he'll send you alerts. And they, they'll give you updates, and uh, you can also follow most of them on your social media accounts. Um, most of these uh, leaders of these state Catholic conferences post, post updates. They'll give you, mm-hmm. um, you know, even up-to-the-day updates on what's happening and how that uh, – they can you can support them in your prayer, but also in your voice and in, in your actions and, and letting other people know that the, these things are happening. And, again, we just want to stay informed, and we want to give a witness to our faith um, and that's just part of living, living our life as members of the human community. As St. John Paul II said, we're a communion of persons, and so we live in communion, and so we want to share our faith and share the goodness of God with all the people in the world. Yeah, we're called to live in the world, not of the world, but we are called to be in the world, and we're mm-hmm. called to be 11 in the world. And we, well, not we, one of us is ordained, but Heather, <laughs> you and I, were lay people, right. and we're called to receive the formation, the grace, the teachings that are religious and are, are ordained, offered to us, and then bring that into the world to be the leaven of the gospel, to transform the world slowly but surely. And that's, mm-hmm. in many ways, Chris Motes uh, in, in South Dakota, representing the Diocese of South Dakota, the other states in our region. Um, I know at least some of them have similar Catholic conferences um, where representing uh, the Catholic Church's perspective at, at the legis- their legislatures. Um, this is how we as lay people in many ways are called to be 11. Faithful citizens, as, mm-hmm. as, as the, ch- the church has said for many years, mm-hmm. um, we are to be engaged uh, to bring our faith to bear on matters of politics. The two things you don't talk about, Thanksgiving dinner, right? Um, <laughs> religion and politics. Actually, we're supposed to talk about both of those things, yeah. but with love and prudence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you have a question for us, please give us a call, 877-795-0122, or you can submit any questions you might have on Facebook. So there's a lot of things that are going on within um, legislature, and you know I have lists of things that deal with um, recreational use of marijuana. Yeah, I want to talk about that one, actually. You do? I do. I'm um, surprised you went for well, that Well, be, just because I, just a, a month or so ago, came across... Um, reference uh, through a, a blog that I read, reference to some new studies that are coming out by people who have been advocates advocates <laughs> of even recreational mm-hmm. marijuana use, that actually it's not the sort of innocent uh, drug that that uh, many people think it is. Not, and this is not about anybody trying to... Um, fool anybody else it's just it, for a long time it's been thought there's been a, a general sense that it's really not it's it's not a gateway drug it's not that serious but there are some new studies that have been done showing very negative effects oh, okay from uh 
the use of marijuana because of the the active ingredient, if you will, that's in marijuana. I can't remember the technical name for it. It's an acronym. Um, but that it, when it's used long-term, it does have serious health ramifications. So, so here's my question. And I, you know me, I, I'm a left baller question, right? So to me, we have opiates in there on the market. <coughs> and... And they can do some horrible things Mm -hmm. with people who Mm. abuse them. So my question for both of you would be, marijuana seems to be a natural thing that God has provided. So how do we know when something's good for us versus something's bad for us when God's the one who created this plant? (laughs) Are you quoting to me from Genesis chapter 1 that we just heard yesterday (laughs) at Mass where God has created all the seed-bearing plants uh, for man to use? Maybe. Okay, well, I can agree with you there that all good things are created by God. But our use of these things, we think about moral theology. What is the act? What is the intent? And what is the effect that's produced by engaging in this act? Mm-hmm. Um, so you've talked about opioids. We have an opioid epidemic. That's that's non-controversial. We can say that as a, as a fact yep. in our nation mm-hmm. and it's destroyed lives it's destroyed families and we see that even in our parishes we know that affects people in a negative way those original those opioids synthetic or natural produced through different means they were really made used to be medicinally and so we want to separate recreational use which dr Bergold was just talking and make that distinct mm-hmm. from a medicinal use now the question is even use medicinally or for the intention of medicinal use has led to complications and harm and that it it actually increases risk of, and there's oversight that's failed and it's very difficult to even prevent that because of the natural effects of those opioids. I think one of the, one of the challenges is to say, okay, if there is something, uh, uh, we're talking about medical marijuana, perhaps it has some effects of alleviating certain symptoms, but it's not a cure for any particular illness, but it may bring some pain relief. If it's less risky than some of these opioids that are made available out there, perhaps it's a safer alternative, but the intention of the act of using that is solely for Mm. the intention of the medicinal purposes. And of course, they've isolated some of the effects, uh, THC and things, so that way the the positive effects are, are the things that are sought for cancer patients or people with rheumatoid arthritis or perhaps some other chronic illnesses, but it's not a cure for those illnesses. And so really seeing as pain management is really the goal for those. Now that's distinct from recreational use or the effects. And and that's one thing Dr. Bergwald was just mentioning. And uh, the other thing I'd say too, Heather, back to your original point, the sort of the, maybe a simpler, uh, not not rebuttal, but consider the fact that there are obviously things that are poisonous for human beings. That's true. That God created. I so like it. Just because, <laughs> just because God created it and it was good doesn't mean, oh, great, I can eat it. I can eat that like mushroom. Poisonous mushroom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll eat it because God said it was good. I mean, it's not that simple. Yeah. I mean, there's a little bit more nuance to it in addition to everything that Father just said about the morality of the act of the why and the intention and so on. And one thing that church holds up for us is the moral life is a life of virtue. And so we think about all the moral virtues, you know, Mm -hmm. wisdom and living these moral virtues means using these goods in moderation as well as recognizing that the intellect and the will of the human person. And the thing Dr. Bergold was mentioning is that particularly this use of marijuana, 
it affects the intellect. And right. that is something that we're concerned about because that affects human flourishing and being able to be a person fully alive with Christ. All right. Well, we have our first question on the line. If you wanted to call in also, the number is 877 We're going to head now to the phone. Sandy, good morning. Good morning. Thank I you for joining us. Hi. Good to hear from you. <laughs> And what's your question for uh, us this morning? Um, my question is about the, uh, you were talking about legislation. I have heard bits and pieces about translating uh, some of the Division of Motor Vehicles information, including driver's license exam, into Spanish. And I really wish that they would not do that. I'm all for all the cultures. I understand that at the cathedral we've got about 47 different ones represented, and they all come with 47 different languages, and I think that's wonderful. Um, But I think the commonality is English as a language, and it keeps us all on the same page. Um, And it's one of the uh, core values. Um, It's important to being an American or being here in America you know, is a common language. And anything else kind of degrades assimilation, in my opinion, of course. Um, you know what I mean? We are stronger if we have commonality. Um, and part of being an American is speaking English. And I think when you don't do that, um, you're, you are not encouraging people who speak Spanish as their first language to assimilate. You, you know, you're not helping them help themselves. You're um, perpetuating a language barrier, in my opinion. And I would like to know your thoughts about that. Well, thank you, Sandy, for calling. You know, I think, uh, and I, it, I recognize your concern, particularly as we live as a human community. We were just speaking a few right. moments ago about legislation and how it affects the human community. And I think we one place we can just begin is a time of Jesus and the, the disciples himself as they walk through Galilee. And so the particular time, especially in Jesus's public ministry, there was Hellenism that was going on. What that's called in scripture scholars, as Dr. Bergwald can confer with me, is that the Greek language was very popularized mm-hmm. right there right. in the area of Palestine and Israel. But keep in mind, the Jewish people spoke Hebrew and, Aramaic Hebrew and, Aramaic. and Aramaic, as well as the language of Christ. And then we had the Roman civilization. We had Pontius Pilate. We had the garrison of Roman soldiers at Caesarea Philippi who were called upon to go to Jerusalem to put down the uprising of the (coughs) different disturbers. And so we see even within the city of Jerusalem. So Latin in that case. So Latin language right there, this multiplicity of language that existed. Now we look in the the fall of the Tower of Babel. We see Mm -hmm. in the the history of scriptures that there's multiple languages in the Old Testament. We we have a, a script understanding there's a precedent for how this has happened that the division of languages and in a sense is a part of the story of humanity throughout all time Mm -hmm. but even right there at the cross where Jesus went for the salvation of the whole world and they wrote on there that he is the king of the Jews and remember he said 
put that he said that I am the king of the Jews, and he said, I have written what I have written, and he wrote those words, and that we see that I-N-R-I, we see that in Hebrew, in Greek, and in Latin. And so one thing I want to just encourage you to do, Sandy, and for all our listeners, is I don't want to say in particular to this this fact, but this this reality of this multiplicity of languages that we experience even in our parishes, but also internationally, that this is part of the human mystery. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not going to speak directly to the fact on that legislation because I haven't looked at that legislation. I'm not going to make a comment on it. But I do know this, yeah. that the confusion that arises from this, that only through Christian virtue and charity can we live in that, in that holiness. And, and also, we are Roman Rite Catholics. And so if you look at the missiles in my parish, you'll see that the Latin language is predominantly written on those opposing pages of the Mass. And mm-hmm. so Latin is a yeah. primary language of the church. And uh, it's one of the things that why I study it for you know a year and a half in seminary. And so right. one thing we want to do is we can continue to grow and share in our multiplicity of languages at the same time. Um, there's many, many practical things. And so what I just want to say, thank you for calling, Sandy. But I also wanted to say, let's continue to encourage each other in virtue and love. And uh, let your congresspeople know what your desires are. And I think that's a good thing. And also let them know the reasons behind your decision. Amen. Well, we're going to move right along. We have Sue from South Dakota. She has a question for us. Um, She says, I am a convert to the faith, but my oldest son is Protestant and has two sons. How can I really emphasize the importance of having his children brought up in the Catholic faith? I think um, that the challenge there is... So it's a great question and, and one that, that many people um, wrestle with. I think of the, the common example of, of Catholics who's raised their children as Catholics and then they left the mm-hmm. faith. For for you, Sue, the challenge of, of being in a situation where you converted to the faith, but your son, um, presuming you were Protestant, your son is still Protestant, um, how you go about encouraging him, frankly, even before raising his sons in the Catholic faith for himself. Mm. Um, and I'm sure that's part of your question as well for yourself, how you can, uh, or for himself, how he, why and he, sh- why and how he, he should become Catholic. And to me, father, the, 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 the key here is for Sue to bear witness to it mm-hmm. herself and then to pray for the wisdom to, uh, when those opportunities present themselves to speak to the difference that not only her Christian faith, but her Catholic faith has made. The reason why she herself became Catholic. The challenge, of course, is with family, there's always that usually, you know, and, and every family is different, but that dynamic of, in this case, mother-son relationship can complicate that a little bit. But if we bear witness through um, the peace and the joy, uh, the, the authentic happiness that we have because of our faith, that will be seen even by those who are closest to us. Mm-hmm. Father, what do you think? I think that's true, and I can <coughs> give witness for my own life. You know, many, most of our listeners don't know, but I'm a convert to the faith, and my entire family are not Catholic. Right. I have some in-laws who are, I have some family members who have marriages that are blessed in the church, and so some of my in-laws are members of the church. But I, 
they, my whole family has journeyed with me in my vocation to the priesthood, as well as my journey into the Catholic faith. And uh, but they now my family watches mass on television every <laughs> Sunday, and it's not just because I'm on once in a while either. <laughs> they, and they'll say, "I love the bishop's homilies." You know, yeah. it's these are the things, and that's taken place. That's been a journey over time. But that's a beautiful gift of our faith that is that we're all on this journey of conversion. And there's also great helps. We're going to have Dr. Anders on in a few moments this morning, who also gives testimony to the richness of our Catholic faith. And so along the way, stay plugged into Real Presence Radio, stay plugged into, you know, Jesus and the sacraments, and that love, which will be your source of grace, will help you share that love with other people. And I'd say too, Sue, that um, your, 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 again, your question, how can I really emphasize the importance of having these children brought up in the Catholic faith? I think when you are prompted to speak, just sharing with your son um, the difference that being Catholic has made mm-hmm. to you. Like, how, how is your life different? Not Hopefully he can see it, but then for you to be explicit about it, uh, maybe, maybe the beauty and the joy of being able to receive Jesus in Holy Communion. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the beauty and joy of knowing that there's this great cloud of witnesses, the communion of saints uh, who we seek intercession from and so on. So being explicit about the difference that being, because again, as a convert, like Father Tim, you can speak to the difference that the Catholic faith makes in your own life in a way that folks like Heather and I as cradle Catholics, it's not always as apparent to mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, thank you, Sue, for that question. If you have a question for us, we still have time this morning. Our number is 877-795-0122, or you can submit any questions you might have on Facebook. Again, our phone number is 877-795-0122. Well, and I, I, I like the fact that you say that it just needs to be lived. You know, and I think that speaks volumes. I think, yeah, and, and so having said that, Heather, I think too often we Catholics get uh, way too much mileage about that saying attributed <laughs> to St. Francis. You don't even say, you know the <laughs> saying, uh, preach the gospel at all times when necessary, use, use words, words. <laughs> uh, which St. Francis never said. But there's truth in that saying, and yet sometimes we lead on that way too much, yeah. and it becomes pre- preach the gospel at all times and never use words. That's yeah. basically what it becomes. Yeah. Yeah, well, because I have a lot of friends that are like, you know, um, the, to be nice, everybody's using <coughs> the mantra, you know, well, whatever makes them happy, right? you know, right. and it's like, well, no, we have an obligation. And that's why I'll go back to my, my advice to Sue. Um, you know, it's one thing to get into d- conversations and, and, and friendly arguments and debates about uh interpreting scripture and what it means what it doesn't mean mm-hmm. but what what and and you can disagree and so on but what people can't disagree with is my my own experience mm-hmm. uh-huh. so for me to be yep. able to speak yep. to for sue be able to talk as I, the example that i gave of the 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 closeness to jesus that i be able to receive him the living jesus body blood soul divinity in in holy communion at mass and what a difference that makes mm-hmm. in my own life Somebody can't say, well, uh, no, I disagree. Like, what, what, there's nothing to disagree with. This is my experience. You can't, mm-hmm. it's I irrefutable. Love it. I love it. So testimony, what's your story? Uh, knowing, being able to speak to how God has worked in your own life, um, whether you're a Christian Catholic speaking to an atheist or a Catholic speaking to a brother or sister in, in Christ who's maybe Protestant. I love it. I love it. 
Our number is 877-795-0122. If you have a question, you can give us a call at 877-795-0122, or you can submit it on Facebook. So should we move right along? Washington State bishops support the repeal of the death penalty. You know, that's something I know some of our our my own state conference of bishops here, Bishop Gruss and Bishop Swain, have also uh, put forth similar yeah. uh, legislation or supported it in the past. That's one of the work that's done here. And so on this topic of, you know, Catholics in the public square, you know, mm-hmm. being faithful citizens, uh, that we are letting our, our belief and the dignity of human life be known. Um, my own pastoral ministry here at the cathedral involves minute, uh ministry to the prison and assisting with the chaplain of the prison. I was just at death row just this last week. And so there are several Catholics that are, are a part of that there. And of course, we had a state-sponsored execution that was just a couple of months ago here in our own listening area. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this is an issue that touches human life. It touches our parish particularly because we've many of my parishioners and personnel here are staff members at the prison. They are people who are in harm's way, and some of them have become victims of some of these crimes as well. And so ultimately, we pray for healing. We pray for forgiveness. We pray for conversions for those who have been, you know, afflicted uh, with these chronic problems of of just, you know, wicked acts that Mm -hmm. they've committed, that they would be converted and come to know the gospel. But we also have to give witness to the dignity of human life. And so... Um, the Washington state bishops have, you know, with many other state bishops around the country, have supported to uphold the church's teaching on the dignity of human life. And that's really what this is about. It's not about us interfering, Mm -hmm. but it's about us giving witness to the church's teaching. This is probably the the, um, topic that required the most change in my understanding of when I had my reversion when I oh, became really? Catholic. Yeah, I was I was very, very, very adamantly pro death penalty. And it's not that I'm anti death penalty per se anymore, um, but in line mm. with the church's teaching now. Because mm-hmm. of the witness and the teaching of John Paul II in his beautiful document, uh, the Gospel of Life, where he and the Catechism of the Catholic Church, where it just present and what I real for me personally, what I realized was that I confused um, justice with revenge or vengeance. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, I, my, the, I'm not saying everybody who supports the death, death penalty um, has this view, but my view had been um, that that we should put killers to death, really not so much out of justice, but out of vengeance. Mm-hmm. And, and justice and vengeance are two very different things. And one one point that was made that sort of Oh, made me pause and reconsider. There are so many. You know, if if I steal, Heather, if I stole your car mm-hmm. today, uh, what, what's the what's what's the sentence that I'm given? Uh, the state doesn't steal my car from me. The state puts me in prison. Right. So the way that we meet out justice is not always to do to the the perpetrator, myself in this mm-hmm. hypothetical case, the same thing that I did to the victim. So uh, somebody who steals a million dollars through wire fraud, uh, they don't lose all of their money, right? I mean, we, we put them in prison. Right. So how we punish a crime is not always the same as the crime that was actually committed. And that just g- gave me pause. I, I hadn't really ever considered that before. And just like, I came around. The church does not say that the death penalty is always wrong. It's not like abortion um, or other the innocent taking of innocent life. But in our day and age, is it really necessary? 
isn't right. needed anymore to serve its purpose. That's where the 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 um, the, the church invites us to consider. And, you know, Dr. Bergwald gave a great resource there, St. John Paul II's uh, papal encyclical, The Gospel of Life, Evangelium Vitae, which is a beautiful treatment on the church's teaching on the dignity of human life. And right away, he gives a beautiful uh, sort of an exegesis, a scriptural rooting in the story of Cain and Abel. And he Mm. really really draws out of the of the scriptures in the book of Genesis this this first fratricide where brother kills brother and and the the words of the Lord God the Father saying the blood of your brother cries out to me from the mm. earth and that this really from this very m- moment you know in the beginning of of human history that this makes itself available and it's really something to ponder and pray about and so anyone who struggles with this teaching i just want you to read st john paul ii's the gospel of life um, this is a beautiful letter written from the Holy Father to the whole world, and I want you to just take the time and read it. Open mind, open heart, and just let the words of the Holy Sp- Father instruct you about the scriptures. Right. And uh, it is a beautiful teaching. Amen. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Dr. Bergwald, for joining us Happy this morning. Happy to be here. It's been a fun straight talk, and it's already over. That, that was fast. That was fast. But we're going to take a quick break. Um, it's the top of the hour, and uh, next hour is full of fantastic guests. We'll start off with a big name from EWTN an idea on how to celebrate Mardi Gras, and we'll be figuring out what pedals, pipes, and pizza have in common. Coming up all on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. We'll be right back. <laughs> 